Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us through this podcast. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the message. Thanks for being here today, guys. Really appreciate that. I'm all tangled up here. So let me get untangled and I'll be good. All right. See, we are in a series right now called Contact, Hearing the Voice of the Living God. And our key scripture from that is John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. That's Jesus speaking. And I, I love that scripture because it talks about Jesus speaking. His voice is, is, is out loud. It's, it's available. And we as his sheep, as followers of Christ, have an ability to hear his voice, to listen to it. And of course, we have an expectation to follow Jesus as well. So this series has been about hearing the voice of the living God. Last week, Rose taught on how we can see God and hear God through our circumstances. And she had two points from that message. We can see and hear God in our circumstances when we realize that God is always working. Everything around us is happening and God is, is manip manipulating that and moving that and is always at work around us. So it's up to us to see God in that. And also then trusting that God is good. Even when our circumstances are difficult, we can trust that God is good. So if you missed any of those uh, three messages over the last three weeks, I would encourage you to listen to those online or download the podcast as well. So today we're going to be finishing up the series and talking about one more way that God speaks to us. And I want to start by telling you about John Aureli, Aureli and his wife Arletta. But John is my church planting coach. He's the pastor of Mission Vineyard Church in San Antonio, Texas. One of the nice things about uh, being in the vineyard movement and starting a new church in the vineyard movement is that they give you an opportunity to have a church planting coach. So John's been a pastor, church planter for longer than me. And uh, so they assigned us together and we do a Skype call about once a month. And I ask John questions, and he speaks into my situation. He'll ask me some questions. And I'll tell you, I was really looking forward to our Skype call on June 11th. On June 11th, I was actually a little bit discouraged. And the reason was because it was summer, and our attendance had actually dropped. And so here's a graph of what our attendance looked like. So we were running... Pretty even up until Easter when we went to two services. And then you can see from Easter, that spike, we just kind of went down every month, every week. It was just going down. And I was discouraged going into this conference call with John. And so in the middle of the, the conversation, I explained where we're at. John says, well, why don't we take some time and just hear what God has to say about this? And so we just took some time and we waited on God. And I felt like God said to me, God's value of me doesn't change regardless of the size of the church. God doesn't love me more if the church is up here on that scale, and God doesn't love me less if it's down here. And I didn't realize it, but I had actually started to place my value as a person on the size and attendance of the church. And so John was really gracious in that and and then prayed for me, and, uh, and then gave me some, some advice on some things I can do differently here at the church. It was just really, really helpful. So I felt encouraged leaving that conversation. And then over the next month, 
our attendance does this, it just keeps going down. You know, it's just kind of down and to the right. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, it's, it's okay. My, my value doesn't, you know, depend on the size of the church, so it's okay. And, uh, but I was still struggling a little bit with it. You know how you can know the truth, but sometimes you're just like still hanging on to it a little bit? Well, God knew that too. And so Rose and I went to the Vineyard National Conference down in Dayton, Ohio the next month. And uh, at the end of one of their sessions, they had done worship and they had done some uh, uh, ministry time. And I was walking out of my aisle and, uh, you know, kind of coming to the end of my seats. And there was this aisle here. And Pastor Don Milton comes up to me. This is a picture of Pastor Don Milton. He's the pastor of New Life Vineyard Church in Midland, Michigan. And I've met Don a few times. And I don't know if you can't, you can't really see it, but John, or Don looks kind of like a gruff guy, you know, and he really kind of is. He's kind of a gruff guy, um, but he has a prophetic gift. And so he walked up to me, doesn't know anything about my situation. I've only talked to him a couple times over the last, you know, several years, and I uh, hadn't talked to him since we planted the church. And I walked out, and he comes right up to me, and he almost, I, I'm not sure if he put his finger in my chest, but it was really close, but he says, nickels and noses. Stop counting nickels and noses. And I was like, nickels and, oh, offering and attendance. That's what nickels and noses is. Apparently, that's a saying in, in pastoring churches. I didn't know that. But he didn't know anything about my situation, you know. But God used him to speak a prophetic word to me to confirm what he had said to me a month earlier. And then he went on to tell me, how much God loved me, and, and it was just really, really helpful, really appreciative. I was really appreciative of it. Now, over the next month, you can see this is our, our attendance since then. You know, we've kind of started to grow a little bit, and God has continued to remind me that he doesn't love me more if there's more people, but he certainly doesn't love me less as well. And we started counting other things here at the church. That was part of the, the wisdom of, of John. It was just that, hey, don't just count attendance. Count how many home groups you have, people in home groups, people who are serving on teams, leaders, you know, things like that. Number of people that come to know Jesus. Because the health of the church is not just about attendance, right? Especially not during the summer when everybody's on vacation. But it's about the life of the church. And so it's been helpful for me through all of that. But here's the reason I share that. God wanted to give me a message. He wanted to speak to me. And he did. He spoke to me. Uh, just to my heart, my mind, we talked about that the first week of the series. But sometimes it's helpful to hear it audibly. And it was, in this case, it was through Don Milton, who didn't know anything about my situation, but God spoke to him, through him, to me. And that's what I needed to hear, you know? And we're talking about how God can speak to us prophetically through somebody else. Now, honestly, in this message, I wanted to talk about how God speaks through people as mentors. That's what I wanted to do. It's an easier topic. <laughs> it, just, it's, it is. And it's true. God can use mentors in our life to give us wisdom and instruction and correction. And I do believe in that. But as I was putting this message together, I felt like God said, no, I want to talk about how I speak through people. And the way he does that is through a prophetic gift. Now, this might be new to some of you. You're like, 
prophetic gift, what are you talking about? So we're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit more today. But this isn't anything new. This is, this is in the Old Testament. Um, there were, I think, over 60 different prophets in the Old Testament who are listed by name. For example, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, for example. So there's over 60 prophets who are named. And even in the New Testament, there are prophets who are named. Jesus is actually um, was a prophet as well. But when Jesus came, he talked to his disciples and he said, hey, I'm going to die on the cross. I'm going to rise again. And you know what? It's going to be better for you if I leave. And they're like, what are you talking about? We want to hear from you. But Jesus was only one person. He was only one person. But he said, when I leave and I go up to heaven, I'm going to send something better to you. It's the advocate, the counselor, the comforter. And he tells them to remain in Jerusalem until they receive it. On, in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, it says, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, while Jesus was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus ascended up into heaven. So they didn't have Jesus there anymore. They didn't have him with them in bodily form. But about seven weeks later, on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, the disciples. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So even though Jesus left us in bodily form, he sent the Holy Spirit so that we can have connection with God anytime we want, day or night, individually. We didn't have to go to a certain place. The Holy Spirit came for each and every one of us. And he came to give us spiritual power as well, spiritual gifts. So we're not going to talk about all the spiritual gifts, but there are certain spiritual gifts that are used to speak to us, okay? A couple of those are um, exhortation, discernment, words of knowledge, wisdom, and the spiritual gift of prophecy. So if you want to study this next week, the spiritual gifts, uh, most of them are listed in these three chapters, Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and Ephesians chapter 4. I would encourage you to write those down. And make a point this week just to read through those, okay? So Jesus leaves, goes to heaven, sends the Holy Spirit to us to give us power. And the Holy Spirit's power is manifested through these spiritual, supernatural gifts. And the one we're going to talk about today is prophecy. Because prophecy is the spiritual gift that God uses to speak to us through another person. Through another person. Okay, so we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. You can turn there if you want. But let me set this up. So Corinthians, 1 Corinthians is written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth. And in chapter 12, it's one of those chapters I listed there. He talks about all the different spiritual gifts. And then he goes on in chapter 13 to basically say, the spiritual gifts are of no value if you don't have love. And he talks through the love chapter and says, 
love is patient, love is kind. Most of us know those, know those verses. If you've ever been to a wedding, you've probably heard them read. And then he goes into chapter 14 and he talks about prophecy. So verse 1, chapter 14, he says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So we're going to study those three verses today and talk about how God speaks to us through the prophetic. That's our title today is Contact Hearing God Through the Prophetic. But let me pray, and then I'll give you a couple of reasons why we should want to hear from God through the prophetic. But let me pray. So God, we come to you right now, and we again thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we ask for the Holy Spirit to be active and alive in this building today. That you would speak to our hearts and minds. And Lord, I pray that you would open up our ears to hear from you, and that you you would speak your words through me today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I want to give you a couple reasons why we should want to hear from God through the prophetic. And I will tell you, it can be kind of scary. That's why I want to kind of say, we should do this. We should want this, okay? So first of all, it fills up our spiritual cup. It fills up our spiritual cup. Verse 3 says, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, for their strengthening. And really, this was probably the first time that I really noticed that prophecy is listed as um, something that can strengthen us. When people prophesy over us, it can strengthen us. I have an example of that. So last month, Rose and I went to a church planter's retreat just about an hour from here, but it was the local church planters. And so we had Travis and Jenica Conklin from the Vine in Goshen, Tara Wallace from North Point in Granger, and we had Wes Tall from the Hub Vineyard in Niles, and then David Merle from South Bend Vineyard Church uh, as well. And it's just a great group of individuals who are trying to pastor these churches. They're, they're fairly new churches, and we have a lot of things in common. So we went and hung out with them, Rose and I did, for a couple of days. And uh, we had some teaching, we had some time of worship and prayer and things like that. But at the end of the, de- at the, end of the, the retreat, we took some time to just to pray over one another. And so they sat, Rose and I, down in this circle, and they, they sat around us, and they began to pray and prophesy over us for 17 and a half minutes. And I know that because I recorded it, all right? So... Um, but during those 17 and a half minutes, they were, they were praying, and then they would switch over, and they would give us a prophetic word. And they would talk about how uh, God sees us, and it was just some encouraging things that they gave us. There was some, some direction that they gave us for the church itself, things that we kind of knew about. You know how sometimes you kind of know something, but you're, you just, it's just good to hear God say it through another person. It's just helpful. You know, it just reassures you on that. But at the end of that time, we packed up and we were driving home. And I remember just feeling like, man, my spiritual cup is full right now. You know, I mean, I am filled up. 
And a big reason for that was that 17 and a half minutes where they prayed and prophesied over us. See, here's the deal. Each one of us has a spiritual tank, all right? And there are things in our lives that fill it up, and there are things in our life that deplete it as well. But the, the, the thing is, it's a little bit different than like an air tank that you might have filled up and you put it over on a shelf and you just say, it'll stay full, you know, until I take some air out of it. It's not like that. Our spiritual tank is like a tire that has a nail in it, all right? John Wimber, who is the father of the vineyard movement, had this saying, he just said, we leak. That was just what he said. He said, we leak. Because it's true. Spiritually, we can get filled up and we can be you know, way up here, have a 10 in our spiritual tank, you know, completely full, and then not doing anything over the next five days or seven days, our spiritual tank just, just you know, it's just, it's like a leaky, leaking tire. That's what happens. And so we need to have these, these things in our life that fill up our spiritual tank. And hopefully coming to church on a Sunday is one of those things that fills up your tank. Reading your Bible can be one of those things that fills up your spiritual tank. But, but this was, again, kind of new to me. Having someone pray and prophesy over you can fill up your spiritual tank. It can strengthen you. And it did me. I mean, my tank was full for a few days, and then it you know, started to go down. So it's one of those things that we should do. We should want someone to pray and prophesy over us so that our tank gets full, so that we are strengthened. All right, so here at Lighthouse, we do have a few opportunities for that. Um, and you may not be aware of it, so that's why I wanted to tell you about it. So every Sunday after service, we talk about, hey, if you have any needs, you can come up, sit in the front row, and the prayer team will pray for you. But not only will they pray for you, but they do listen to God for anything that he might want to say to you. So they will prophesy over you as well. So there may be times when you don't have any, you know, bad things happening in your life, no prayer requests, but you may feel like, man, my spiritual tank is just pretty low. And so I just need someone to, to pray over me and, and maybe give me a word from God and, and strengthen me. And that, that can happen. But it takes you staying after church, you know, fighting the crowd, walking down the aisle, and just coming up here and sitting in the front row or the, the second row and waiting for someone to pray for you. But I would encourage you, there are those times when your tank is just on empty and you just need a, someone to tap it off, right? Tap it off. So come on up and let them pray with you. Another opportunity is our prayer room. So we've been doing this through the series on Tuesday nights from 6 to 9 and on Thursdays from 11 a.m. till 1 p.m., uh, having the prayer room open for you to come into the auditorium here and just spend time with God. And I've gotten some really good feedback of people who have come, and they've just been one-on-one -on -one with God and heard God speak to them, and it's been really, really good. But I, what we haven't shared is that we always have a prayer room monitor out in the atrium, and that person will pray with you if you want prayer. So, you can come here and spend one-on-one -on -one time with God, but you can also then go out into the atrium and ask the person out there if they'd be willing to pray with you and prophesy over you as well, because it can strengthen you. Many of our prayer team members are gifted with the spiritual gift of prophecy. And so I would encourage you, come and let them pray with you and give you potentially a word from God as well. 
And then a third opportunity is our more Holy Spirit worship night that's coming up. We do these, you know, two or three times a year, and it's an opportunity for you to come and spend time just worshiping God, but it's also an opportunity for you to have someone pray and prophesy over you as well. Our prayer team will be in the back, and we'll have an opportunity for you just to go back and just be open to what God may have to say to you. So again, if your tank is on empty at any point, because it will be, if it's not today, it will be, you know, at some point in the future, that's a great opportunity to get your tank filled is to come and let someone pray with you, all right? So that's point number one. It fills up our spiritual cup. We should do it. Number two, we should all want to hear from God through the prophetic because it meets our inner needs. It meets our inner needs. Verse three says, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening. And then it goes on to say, encouraging and comfort. Encouraging and comfort. Which that implies that there are some of us who are discouraged and need encouragement, right? Or that there are some of us who are hurt or hurting and we need comfort. You see, no matter what our situation is, God knows, right? God, God knows what's going on. He can read our heart. He knows when we're hurting. He knows when we're discouraged. And he knows when we need encouragement and comfort. And so having someone prophesy over you and give you words of encouragement and words of comfort is a great way to have God meet your needs. Now let me give you an example. Uh, a few years ago, I was at a worship night and uh, I was on the prayer team, and so I was praying for people and even giving some prophetic words. And for me, most of the time when God gives me a prophetic word, for someone, it's like a word. It's like one word. It's not very long. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's just a word or two, maybe three. And so I saw this young adult. She was praying by herself. And uh, God had singled her out to me and said, hey, you need to pray for her. I didn't know what I was going to pray. And so I walked over to her. I put my hand on her shoulder, and I, and I was just kind of trying to hear from God what he might want me to say to her. And so I had my hand on her shoulder, and I just said one word. I said, purpose. That was it. I just said the word purpose. And she began to just cry and to began to weep because that's why she went up for prayer. She was lacking purpose. And nobody knew that about her. I didn't know that about her. But she was lacking purpose, and, and she just wanted to have some purpose in life. And having me go over there and just say that, she knew I didn't know anything about it. So she knew that that was God telling her, I hear you. I see you. And sometimes that's all we need. We just need somebody to verbalize what God is really saying to our hearts, because we, sometimes we know those things, but again, we just need to hear it from somebody else. God can speak to us in a very personal way through others, through people. But I will tell you, it, it can be difficult to do this, right? It can be difficult to do this because why? Because we don't want to be vulnerable or maybe we've had somebody prophesy over us before, 
and it was craziness. Any, anybody had that happen? You know, I've, I've been there before in, in some of those churches. I <laughs> didn't just say it like that. Where, you know, somebody doesn't know me and they, they, they say, yay, the Lord would have said to thy person, you should do this, this, you know, something like that. And I was like, what in the world is this? I don't know what they're saying, you know? But we shouldn't throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? I mean, there are going to be people who might get this wrong. And even here at Vineyard, we're going to try really hard to be in a good place and to only share what God may put on our hearts when we pray and prophesy over you. But I would tell you that we're not going to be perfect at it. And so we want to have honest dialogue. Many times when I pray or prophesy over someone, I'll say, hey, was that, was that right? Was that, did that sound right, like the right thing? And I've had people go, oh man, that was exactly what I needed to hear. And I've also had people go, no, that wasn't me. I'm like, oh, must have been that pizza I ate last night. I don't, I don't know. Well, you know what I mean? And, and we just have that honest dialogue because God does want to speak to us through this, but it's more of an art than a science, right? It's, it's really hearing God's voice and trying to understand it, and then sharing that. And sometimes God will give us a word that's not for today, but it might be for tomorrow. And so we kind of just, we evaluate that and go, okay, God, I'm not sure if that was from you, but I'm going to kind of hang on to that one and see if that is something I need in the next days or weeks or months, kind of a thing. But again, being vulnerable is difficult, Allowing people to speak to us and meet our inner needs through God is a difficult thing to do because this is our fill-in. God often uses people to heal the hurts caused by people. Our hurts are from, most of the time, other people. And so we may not want to subject ourselves to that again, but I, let, let me just say, if you don't let people pray over you and prophesy over you, you're missing an opportunity for God to meet your inner needs. <laughs> when I go to conferences, man, most of the time, I'm like one of the first people running up for prayer at the end. I may not even have anything to be prayed for. I'm just like, I'm not at my own church. You know, I don't have to pray for anyone. So I'm just going to go up and just say, God, what do you have for me? And I will tell you, God has met me every time in that. Last service, we had an opportunity for prayer afterwards, and we had a group prayer, and I think I had four people that came up for that specific prayer. And I said to them, I said, you know, guys, I don't even know if I need to pray anything because it was those steps that you took of faith where God has already met you. He's already met you. So it's, it's, that, it's that place of being vulnerable and allowing God an opportunity to speak into our hearts and minds, whether it's through prayer or the prophetic. And so I would just encourage you guys, you may not have been open to this before today, but I want to be a church that, two things, one, has people who are willing to listen to the prophetic, willing to receive the prophetic, and two, I want to have a prayer team of people who are willing to give prophetic words that are seeking God and trying to understand. And like I said, we're not going to be perfect in this, but we're going to try and we're going to have grace for one another in the process because there is so much value in having God speak to us through people. 
So that's point number two. We should all want to hear from God through the prophetic because it meets our inner needs. So I'm going to invite Krista to come up and Rose to come up and uh, close off our service. Thank you for enjoying the message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for being part of our family, and we'll see you next time.